ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, May 17th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program by calling us on the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer made pure. Today's the day. If you are a new fan to Marshall soccer, this is the culmination of several weeks in the NCAA tournament. If you're an old-time herd soccer fan, this is a lifetime of waiting for Marshall to be in an opportunity like this or if you're just a Herd fan in general, still pretty exciting. Marshall playing for a national championship, 8 o'clock tonight, and it's going to be against one of the Blue Bloods of college soccer, Indiana. You just look at Indiana's program, and you see the success. They won their first NCAA championship in 1982. They did it again in 1983, followed by championships in 1988, 1998, 1999, then... 2003, 2004, and most recently in 2012. They are a storied program in college soccer. Marshall, on the other hand, Marshall's a new kid on the block. Upstart Marshall getting into the NCAA tournament for the first time last season. Followed that up with a run to the championship game, beating some of the best programs in the tournament. You beat a 23rd-ranked Fordham. You beat a number 1-ranked Clemson. You beat a 7th-ranked Georgetown. You take on a 16th-ranked North Carolina pretty much in its own backyard. You beat them. You beat that program. Now you have advanced and you take on a 2nd-ranked Indiana. And for Marshall's soccer program and for the young men that are on this team, And for Coach Chris Grassy, this is business. This is all business. They're excited, of course, but this is business. They're not intimidated. No disrespect as you hear them talk, but they're not intimidated by Georgetown or Clemson or North Carolina. Those names don't mean much to the young men who are playing for the Thundering Herd. They're not enamored. They don't have the history that we do. You know, you hear Indiana, you hear North Carolina, you hear Georgetown, you realize these are these are larger programs, these are bigger programs, not these young men. So it's going to be fun tonight to see how this scrappy upstart Marshall takes on an eight-time champion in Indiana. Coming up tonight, it's going to be on ESPN2. After that, we hope we're talking about tomorrow, a Marshall National Championship. And how did this happen? Well, in the next few minutes, I'm going to talk to one of the people responsible for how this got started, and that's Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. Now, Mr. Hamrick, when Marshall was upgrading facilities, Marshall needed the soccer field. And so what does Marshall do? Obviously, Marshall did not have a quality soccer field. I mean, it was a patch of dirt pretty much with lines at it. It was not a quality soccer field by any stretch of the imagination. So what does Marshall do? Marshall as an institution, Marshall as an athletic department, says, okay, we're going to have to replace this. We're taking this away from the soccer program. We're going to have to replace this. This is a golden opportunity to put together a first-class facility for Marshall soccer. Both the men and women's programs will benefit from a, realistically, a major upgrade. Not just an upgrade to a newer facility or just 
finally you're getting a, a better facility than what you have, or because you're moving, you're going to get a newer field. No, this was a quality of life change for the Thundering Herd. And so Marshall moving on now in the NCAA tournament to the championship game. Man, that, that feels like a good decision, doesn't it? That feels like a really good decision. That feels like that decision paid off because, honestly, if you think about it, facilities have turned into golden opportunities for the Thundering Herd. When Marshall finally got a football facility that would make Marshall as a football program competitive, improve quality of life, Marshall was able to start to excel in football. I mean, facilities had a major part of that. Marshall, of course, was able to attract quality players, attract quality coaching, attract quality personnel to go along with that because Marshall had made it known we are serious about football. When Marshall put that facility together, Marshall signaled that we as an institution are serious about soccer. And so here we are playing for a national championship. You hope this isn't a one-off. You hope that this is one of many opportunities, that this is the start of something that Marshall's going to be in the mix. Marshall's going to be in the conversation for a long time to come. I mean, look at Indiana. Indiana, they have played for decades and they have won eight championships starting in 1982 to the last one in 2012. Marshall can get that started winning a championship here today against Indiana, signaling that Marshall has arrived. Marshall is a program to be reckoned with. And honestly, I think it's going to be a great rallying point for Thundering Herd. I know a lot of people who probably never watched soccer before are into this thing tonight. So a lot of Herd fans are about ready to experience soccer or have been experiencing soccer for the first time because Marshall's attached to it. And, and me, personally, I've always been... Hey, you know, I, 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 I'm I fine with it. I'm not that big on soccer, but you put Marshall next to it, I'm in. I'm going to be in. And it's not being a bandwagon fan. It's just I'm all in. If Marshall's playing soccer, I'm in on Marshall soccer. Marshall's playing for a championship, so I'm in on a Marshall championship. That's just me. I think a lot of Herd fans are maybe never been in on soccer are now in because Marshall is doing so well. Whatever the case may be, good, good, I think, good future plan by the Thundering Herd to build that facility and hopefully grow the program. And I think the program is maybe above where it was thinking it would be. Coach Grassy's probably thinking, hey, we're ahead of schedule here. Wherever the case may be, the Thundering Herd and the championship taking on Indiana. When we continue, we'll go ahead and take our break now. When we continue, Mike Hamrick, the athletic director, Marshall University, he's going to join us on the program later on because we're getting superstitious here. Jake Griffith will join us for the final time to preview the match between Marshall and Indiana. I mean, we've got a, a, every time we've had Jake on, Marshall's won, so let's keep that streak alive. It all is coming up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Still to come, we're going to hear from Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. We hope to have his phone call here in the next few minutes. Paul Swan, your host here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Joining us now on the program, the director of athletics at Marshall University, Mike Hamrick, and a very busy person, I'm sure, tonight, so I appreciate his time. Mike, thanks for doing this. Um, I know you've got to be super excited that 
everything that has gone into this soccer program has led up to this moment, something that I'm sure you envisioned years ago when the opportunity presented itself to, to really transform Marshall soccer. Well, Paul, first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, when, when we made the decision to build our soccer complex, I envisioned a very competitive conference pro, uh, team within our conference. But in no way am I going to tell you that I envisioned being in Cary, North Carolina tonight playing for the national championship. You thought maybe that was down the road a long way, but uh, boy, it sure came fast, and we're, we're pleased that we're here. Uh, the old recipe for success is build a great facility, uh, fund the program, get the support that you need, hire the right coach, and when you have a facility and the right coach, uh, that's a pretty good recipe for getting good players, and uh, you win with people. We've got good players, and uh, that's why we're where we are right now. I mean, we're playing for the national championship, and whoever would have dreamed of that other than one man, Chris Grassy. Chris Grassy, Grassy uh, uh, dreamed that. He told me that, and, uh, you know, we're, we're playing for it. You've grown close to Coach uh, over these last few years, um, and you see what he's meant to the program in just a, a, a short time. And you, Can you talk a little bit about when you hired him? You know, he was – definitely pushing that narrative, hey, we're going to play for championships, we're going to play for this, but you saw something more, because anyone can say they're going to play for championships, but you saw something more in Coach Grassy to give him this opportunity. Well, I really did, uh, uh, Paul. You know, we interviewed the coach. Uh, he was one of four or five people we interviewed, and when, when, when I walked out of the initial interview with him, I said, there's something about that guy. I, he had he had the it factor, and uh, to be quite honest with you, he was confident. Uh, he was arrogant. Uh, he uh, he knew what he wanted. He believed uh, that we we could win. He believed that we could win big, and and he sold me on that. And and I'll be the first to tell you that I'm not an expert on soccer, but uh, it, it it wasn't about X and O's. And I don't know if in soccer you call it X and O's or what you call it, but it was about a guy who believed in what he was doing, knew he could win, knew a little bit about Marshall Paul because Coach Grassy was a graduate assistant with Bobby Gray uh, several years ago. He knew Marshall. He knew the community. He knew the university. He knew, he knew what he could get to come to Marshall. And uh, quite frankly, he looked me in the eye and said, with this facility that we have, and if you as the athletic director will support it and put into it what needs to be put into it, uh, we, we, we can go to a college cup. And I'll be darned if he wasn't right. And it didn't take him long. So some people have that it factor, and I can't explain it, uh, but he had it, and uh, again, here we are, and, and uh, I'm so glad we made that decision to bring Coach Grassy to Marshall. Fans have really supported this. You, um, you've you been in Cary for a little while now. You've seen the fans just continue to continue to, to funnel in on this amazing journey, but you've seen that over the past couple of seasons as well. The fans have really taken to this team, and I know um, I know it's easy to say this because Marshall's playing for a championship, but Marshall's a soccer school now. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, I think we are, Paul. I mean, there's a lot when 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 you're an athletic director, you like to have a legacy, and uh, I wasn't real sure my legacy was going to be uh, Marshall turning Marshall into a soccer school. But the the back to what you said earlier, the support has been phenomenal and there's a lot of people here that will tell me they're not soccer fans but they're Marshall fans and they'll support any program that we have and uh 
you, when you watch that TV tonight, you're going to see a ton of Kelly Green in that soccer stadium. And, and, and again, it's, it's, it's a recipe for success. It's facilities, it's support, it's the right coach, then get the right players supported. And, and Paul, I've told you this many a times on our interviews, success breeds success. And, and we started a year ago or two years ago, you could see it come. And then last year uh, when we beat Kentucky and then we beat West Virginia in the second round of the tournament, you could see it. You could see it more and more. And then this year with the win over Fordham, uh, Clemson, North Carolina, Georgia, town uh it's it's right here in front of us and and i hope down the road our fans will continue to support soccer uh, like they're doing here in Cary, north carolina marshall university athletic director mike hamrick is with us mike how fun has it been to to share the story of marshall with a a new group of people because marshall has become this i mean they're the upstart kid here so a lot of people who maybe don't know marshall have become attached with this team and soccer. So how fun has it been for you to have this platform, another opportunity just to talk about Marshall and tell the story? Well, it's fun. It's fun, Paul. And we're, we're kind of the talk of the town here. We're the talk of the tournament. We're the underdog that have, that have knocked off the, the defending national champions. We beat the number one team. Uh, we beat North Carolina in their own backyard, and people are kind of saying, it's kind of like I, I used the, the, the analogy, my, one of my favorite movies is Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and when they're trying to get away from that posse and they never could, they, they would turn around and say, who are those guys? And they kept, you know, uh, Butch and Sundance, and that's what people down here are saying, who are those guys? And that's what the, that's what the soccer world right now is saying, you know, who, who is that? Marshall? soccer and then they watch us play and they realize why we're playing for the national championship because we're so daggone good. Mike Hamrick's my guest the athletic director of Marshall University and of course you're enjoying your time now the soccer team is getting set for its match tonight against Indiana and recently since I've got you here you've had an opportunity to really smile because the academic numbers came back and Marshall continues to exceed uh, all expectations, well, maybe not your expectations, because you've had more student-athletes more than ever with higher GPAs. Uh, the soccer program is among the leaders. Um, if you could just talk a little bit about that, because I don't think it's talked about enough, the academic success that these young men and women are achieving and putting in the work being the best they can. Well, our number one goal is, is from the day I got here was, was to graduate our student-athletes to prepare these kids for life. And, and the second goal was to run a clean program, Paul, and we've done that. And uh, we're proud of that. We, we've set unbelievable academic records uh, in the last 12 years here at Marshall with our student-athletes. And we're going to continue to emphasize that because I have failed if a student-athlete leaves Marshall University without a degree. I have failed, and I take that personally. So, so we've done that, and that's our number one priority. Number two priority is to run a clean program. And, and we have done that. But then you want to be competitive. You, know, you and I both know we have to win. And, and look at the last two or three years, how our teams, not just one or two, how all our teams are continuing to get better and better. I, I was so proud of our women's track and field team uh, this weekend. They finished the highest they've ever finished in, in the conference meet. Uh, you know, our football team played for a championship. Our, our volleyball team has become very competitive in a good volleyball conference. Our women's softball team, uh, I thought this was going to be a great year for them, and it was a good year. 
They had some injuries that hurt them, but you know, Megan Smith lines, she's one of the great, greatest coaches in my opinion in the country and what she's done with our softball. And if we continue to build our facilities and our infrastructure and support the coaches that we have, uh, you and I can be doing a lot of these interviews at, at, at these really neat places as we're playing for championships. Yeah, this I is, really believe that. This is fun. It's it's always fun. And uh, the fact that you know, there's going to be a huge f- fan base tonight there in Cary. You've got fans across uh, West Virginia and the area. There's going to be watch parties all over the place. It's fun. I mean, this is what I think it's testament to uh, the vision years ago to, to really make that decision okay, let's invest in soccer. We need to replace the facility here for them. Let's do it right and and make make it the best we can. And I mean, it's just an amazing so far. And you hope that the uh, you know, Coach Swan, by the way, great last name for a women's soccer coach. Uh, you know, let's hope that he can yeah, do this. I knew you'd like that. I mean, it's a good hire. It's a good hire on your part there. Let's hope he can do the same for women's <laughs> soccer. And yeah, you've got, I'm sure, so many different plans uh, that, you know, once you're able to do it and the opportunities there, because you mentioned it earlier, we've seen the success. You, you put the money and time and energy into facilities and, and people, and it signals to student athletes and everyone else that Marshall is serious about football. Marshall is serious about soccer. Marshall is committed. And I think that's what, you know, student athletes are looking for is a place they can go, get a great education, and know that the program is committed to them. Well, if student-athletes want to play at the highest level, they can, Paul, and we've provided that. And, you know, I, I've told this story, this whole wonderful ride we've had with this soccer uh, season. I can remember being criticized for why are you going to build an 8 or $9 million soccer stadium? Why do you need 1,500 seats? Why do you need all this? Because we can't get three dozen people to a, to a soccer match. Well, last year when we were playing West Virginia and Kentucky and all the teams that we were playing and we were having those big crowds, uh, people were going, saying, well, Mike, we probably need to expand this a little bit and build a little bit bigger. So uh, success changes a lot of mentalities for people. And, and uh, uh, the vision was if, you, was if you're going to build a facility, Paul, build the best you can. And we did. And, and I'm going to skip away from soccer for a second with baseball. We're committed to building a baseball stadium, and we're not going to build a baseball field. We're going to build a baseball stadium and complex just like we did in soccer, and I really believe we can have a baseball program on par with our soccer program. I believe that, and uh, and we've got to make that happen. But this has been a fun ride, I can tell you that. Mike Hamrick's my guest. He is in Cary, North Carolina. Marshall plays for a national championship tonight. Uh, I hope you have as much fun as it looks like it's going to be down there and yeah, you know, let's talk about a championship here in the next few days and Marshall hoisting that trophy. It's going to be a fun night for Herd Athletics. Well, I hope so. I just wish you were here with us, Paul. Did Kurtner not let you off? You know you know the answer to that already. You know the answer. I do. Yeah. Frugal guy. He's very frugal. Frugal guy. He's very frugal. I asked him. I asked him today. I don't want to put him on the spot, but I, I looked at him and I said, I'm surprised you're not in Cary. And, um, I mean, I can't repeat his answer here because I do like my job, Mike, but at the same time, I mean, you're right, frugal guy, very frugal guy. Yeah, he is. We love him, but he is frugal. Well, next next time we do that, uh, if he won't let you go, you know, you can just ride down with me. Okay, fair enough. I'll do it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time as always. All right, Paul. Thanks for having me on. Go her. Mike Hamrick, the athletic director of Marshall University, and my ride to the next championship when Marshall plays in soccer, or maybe I can get that uh, on any sport. 
Yeah, I like my boss. He's he is frugal though. That's I'm just gonna leave it at that. When we continue, we're gonna get a breakdown on tonight's matchup between Marshall and Indiana. Jake Griffith joins me from HerdZone.com, Herd Vision, every platform Marshall has, he's on it. Jake joins me when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to Championship Monday here. Paul Swan, your host, on this May 17th. We're doing it one more time. We actually booked this thing before Marshall even played against North Carolina. We booked this thing hours before that match. We promised each other this would be what we would be doing on Monday. And so here he is, Jake Griffith from Herd Vision, Herd Zone, Herd Everything. Um, He's with us now. And, I mean, you and I knew this was going to happen, right? I mean, we've been talking about this all along. I mean, we that's why we went ahead and just booked this time together. We knew we'd be here on Monday talking about a national championship, right? Yeah, easy. Right, hey. Right, we took a page out of Coach Grassy's book. You know, uh, a wise man once said, make no little plans. Shout out to Mayor Steve Williams. He told me that while I was in college at one point. But, you know, hey, nothing wrong with, with booking it before the, the, the one match goes final, and we ended up being right. So here we are. Oh, by the way, uh, I didn't text you. You're not going to believe me, but I said I'm going to call my opponent. And we decided not to do it on air because we didn't want to mess anything up. I called Indiana. I was going to text you uh, that night and say it was Indiana, but I didn't think you would believe me. So, yeah, here it is. Indiana Marshall, I called that. Hey, listen, I, I mentally, I was right there with you going into that, that IU-Pitt match. You know, Pitt, shout out to the Panthers. They had a fantastic year, sort of, uh, you know, an unprecedented run in their terms. You know, they, they make the run to the College Cup. Um, you know, they end up bowing out in the semis. But it, it, it's hard to beat Indiana. You know, we'll talk about Indiana here in a minute. There's a reason that they're the winningest NCAA tournament squad in uh, the tournament's history. This program is one of those gatekeepers that Coach Grassy talks about. They're one of the Blue Bloods. First NCAA championship with 1982, the most recent in 2012. You look at their game notes. Eight NCAA championships, 21 NCAA College Cup appearances, the Hoosiers logo with the eight stars denoting the championships. I mean, this is, if you're calling a match, you you want to prove yourself to be one of the best teams in the country this is the team you might want to go through to make that claim. Wholeheartedly agree. I, I think back to the quote that Coach Grassy gave after they beat, and I believe it was they beat maybe Clemson or Georgetown. I can't remember which, which match. But he said, hey, if we end up winning the national championship, this is going to be the no-asterisk national championship. And everybody that will give me an ear, I have told them this leading up to this match. You look at the run that Marshall has made. They beat a, one of four teams that entered the NCAA tournament undefeated in Fordham, who was also also nationally ranked. They come back, they beat the number one overall seed. They beat the defending national champions. They beat the host school who was nationally ranked and appeared in the semifinals. I think it's five of the last seven. Now they have to face the winningest postseason program who has eight national championships and the number two team in the nation, Indiana. I'm not sure that Hollywood could script a better story for the Thundering Herd should they pull this off tonight, which I have the utmost confidence in this team that they can and will win the national championship tonight, this Marshall team. But, I mean, 
how about that run? We could be talking about not just one of the best runs in Marshall history across all sports. I mean, this could legitimately be one of the greatest postseason runs in all of NCAA history should Marshall pull this off. Let's talk about this team. We've, we've talked about how many championships. We've talked about how many College Cup appearances. But you look at this team, this is one of the best teams in the Big Ten. This is a team that mirrors Marshall in so many ways. Marshall's got top-level players. Indiana's got top-level players. Marshall's got a great keeper. Indiana's got a great keeper. Uh, what's the story about the Hoosiers? You know, you mentioned Indiana's Indiana's goalkeeper, and you look back at their last match, Roman uh, Celentano, he was the big, uh, big Ten Keeper of the Year. You look back at their last match, and you know he answered the bell time and time again when Pitt tested them. The other guy you have to watch out for, he ended up scoring what proved to be the match winner. Indele, Herbert Indele, he can really get into – I was impressed watching him. He, he had the one goal, and I was ended up being a one-nil final. But I was really impressed about the runs that he made heading into that final third. He really speedy. Uh, he is the uh, the sophomore from uh, Blaine, Minnesota, about 5'10", 152. So he's got some good speed. You know, and then how about the head coach? I know that obviously the coaches don't play. Todd Yegley, you know, his 11th season, went to Indiana, was a Mac Herman Trophy winner, helped him win a national championship while he was a player. Now he's come back, you know, come home, and he's doing it again as a coach. I mean, it, you, you talk about storied programs, how good a team like Indiana is. I mean, they, they really are the real deal, obviously, searching for their, uh, their first College Cup final victory since 2012. When they score first, 10-0-2. They're good on a neutral field this as well. They're undefeated on a neutral field, and they're undefeated against ranked opponents this year, 4-0-1. You look at this program, you see the success, you you see what they've been able to do, but Marshall doesn't care. And no disrespect, but Marshall doesn't care that they've won eight NCAA championships. Most of these players probably have never heard of Indiana until uh, they got into the system with Marshall They've been playing overseas. They've been playing in different leagues, different programs. None of that's going to factor into this tonight. Is this going to come down to which team is better on the pitch? So how does Marshall, going in here with that confidence, respect, but confidence, beat such a giant? You know, where where is Marshall going to find its success tonight? Well, I, I think, and Coach Grassy says this a lot, and I, it does sound kind of coach speaky when you you know when you hear it, but. That quote that's been floating around from Jamil Roberts, where it's, you know, we mean no disrespect to our opponents. And I, Paul, you and I have talked about this in previous uh, appearances here on the radio. But, you know, Jim, that quote floating around from Jamil Roberts, we mean no disrespect, but when we look across the field and we see their the logo on their shirt, we're not fearing them. And you're right. It comes a lot from, you know, oh, hey, you know, if you're a domestic player, oh, wow, Indiana, Georgetown, Louisville, Pitt. You know, Power Five. You know, we're we're sort of uh, beholden to that terminology here in American collegiate sports. Outside of that, they don't they don't care. You know, I mean, where, where they're coming from, they don't that doesn't mean anything to them. And so, there, you know, a lot of it is the confidence. But you know, like Coach Grassy said after the win against North Carolina, it's not really about what the other team does. It's about Marshall executing the game plan completely to the fullest extent, not deviating from that. And a lot of that this season has been sort of that slow plotting first 10 minutes kind of feel out see what the opponent's going to give you and then again sounds coach speaking but then take what the opponent gives you you know we saw Marshall 
the the casual fan of soccer may look at that North Carolina match and say, wow, man, Marshall, they snatched victory out of the jaws of defeat. You know, North Carolina should have won. And they're going to look at the shot totals because the Tar Heels peppered Oliver Simmel or Oliver Simla, excuse me. And, and they're going to forget about the possession numbers. Marshall actually possessed the ball 52% of the minutes played. So 52% of the touches in that game, Marshall possessed the ball. They ran the Tar Heels ragged, and that's really what Marshall does. You know, last year they had that big explosive offense, and they've got the same heavy hitters this year. At times, it hasn't been as easy because teams are spending a key on guys like Vitor Diaz, like Jamil Roberts, like Milo Yosef. But they're still getting it done because they're waiting, they're watching, they're seeing what the opponent gives. But they're also possessing the ball, and what they're doing is they're causing them to chase in the midfield. And by the time you get through 75 minutes, you start to get you start to get tired. You know, I remember a couple weeks before the NCAA tournament started, Coach Grassy he described you know collegiate postseason tournaments as you know, it's it's not really a good gauge of, of the way things go in like international soccer. You know, you sort of have this marathon of a, of a season stretched out across almost an entire year. I mean, we see how long the Premier League season goes. You know, he called them the sprint. And so, and it is, it's very much a sprint. You're playing X number of games and X number of days. And so eventually the, that those dead legs start to catch up to you. You get tired. And if you spend 75 minutes chasing a team who's content to feed the ball back to the back line, to let the center backs move it between each other, to let the goalkeeper come out and sort of be the sweeper keeper, as we heard them say on the broadcast, you know, that's going to tire you out. If you have to run the length of the field, of the pitch for 70 minutes, eventually you're going to get tired. A mental mistake is going to be made. And that is where Marshall capitalized. That's what we saw against North Carolina. They had the nice, the nice feed from Max Schneider. He set it up on the far side, able to play it to Milo Yosef, a good feed, a crisp pass over to Vitor Diaz. And there's a reason they call him the magician. He made something happen inside the six. Jamil Roberts is one of, if not the deadliest finishers from that range in college soccer. Jake Griffith joins us. He calls the matches for HerdZone.com and for Herd Vision. Fortunately, we don't get to hear him tonight. It's going to be on ESPN2, however. And, Jake, you followed this team enough. I'm going to put it on you. What's going to be the one thing that has to happen for Marshall to win? Is there going to have to be a, a certain play from a certain player. You know, what is going to be that moment when Marshall wins this thing? What do you what do you envision the herd needs to do? Well, I think it, and, and you know, this this may somewhat fly in the face of, of what I just got done talking about about the moment not being too big. But I think really it boils down to you have to keep your head about you. You know, we did see, and they they, they sort of referenced it on the the ESPNU broadcast on Friday. North Carolina came out. Fast. They came out the aggressor. And and for maybe two to three minutes, it looked like Marshall was sort of settling into this is the college cup. You know, naturally you, you can say as much as you want, you know, hey, this is another this is just another stage. We've played in cup finals in different leagues. But when you when you go out there and you do it and you see the fans in the stands and the venue, you know, there can be a little bit of butterflies for 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes. You know, Marshall just has to keep their heads about them because you know Indiana is also going to come out of the gates fast. They've got 
speed. They've got power. They're able to stretch the field with long probing crosses that they use to sort of open up the, the, the defense. You know, the Hoosiers, based on what I've seen on footage and based on what I'm seeing in the game notes, they sort of run a, 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 a 4-2-4, or, or, I believe. And, uh, um, you know, so you just have to watch out for that. You know, you, you have to you just have to keep your head about you. You can't let the moment be too big. And I think they've proven time and time again this postseason that the moment moment is not too big for them but you know again they haven't played in the college cup final yet you know that that that's something none of these guys have ever done and so it is going to be a big deal and you're 90 minutes away from winning a national championship you just cannot let that creep into your mind i, I don't have any doubt that if marshall as long as marshall blocks out all the outside noise of the moment and the fact that you know you're an hour and a half away from from winning college soccer's top prize execution wise tactically they've got it there's nothing they they need to do differently tactically. It's just all about the mental aspect of it. Jake Griffith, my guest, the herd taking on Indiana. Of course, the herd favoring the 4 3 3 instead of the 4 2 4. We'll see which one wins. Um, all right. Um, back here tomorrow, right? We're, we'll, we'll just go ahead and schedule it now. Back here tomorrow talking about the championship victory. Is it safe to do, do that? It. Let's do it. All right. We'll make that do one it. more time. We're going to make that happen. All right. Enjoy it tonight. I'll talk to you tomorrow. It's going to happen. So let's um, let's just go ahead. It's on the books. We're making it happen tomorrow. Uh, hey, I'm with it. It's going to happen. I, I feel very, very confident that Marshall is going to be able to do this. And, and you know, Paul, I'll leave you with this. And, and I got to give credit to Grant Trailer because he and I texted about this. We saw Leicester City. They won the FA Cup over the weekend. They took down Chelsea. And when you talk about the Premier League, you always think about the big six that have tried to leave and go to the Super League. And here's little little old Leicester, sort of a, a you know an, an unspectacular town 100 miles north of, of London. They don't have access to the best facilities. They don't have access to the top money that the top clubs do. But they bring in a strong manager like Brendan Rodgers from the, the Welsh Premier League. They He's able to get good players, solid players. And when they leave, he replaces them, and they're just as good, if not better. You can draw similarities there with Marshall. You can look at the job that Leicester City is done with the circumstances and you can draw a direct correlation to the same thing Marshall's doing. Does Marshall have the same money that Indiana has or a Pitt has or a North Carolina does? No, they don't. Those are the power five schools Marshall plays in Conference USA. Marshall does not have, obviously, access to the same amount of funds. But they're doing it if just as good, if not better, as those teams. In fact, better than everybody but so far won. And I think that it's so important to, to remember that this is not a Cinderella story at all, what Marshall's about to pull off. People are going to see that they're unseeded, only the fourth unseeded team ever to play in a college cup final. This is not a Cinderella story. This is, the, this is destiny fulfilled almost, should they do this. And it's a painstaking process of Coach Grassi, Coach Fega, Coach Ivanovich scouring the globe for the best players available, putting them together, and getting it done. Roster-wise, forget the records, throw out the rankings, throw out the seeds. Roster-wise, on paper, Marshall has one of the three best rosters in the nation. One of the three best rosters in all of Division One college soccer resides in Huntington. And they're 90 minutes away from winning college soccer's top right. You get the final word. we got to hit our break. Come back. We'll wrap it up here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for this edition. We are out of time. Back tomorrow, talking about a Marshall Championship. 
Thundering Herd getting set to take on Indiana. That's coming up tonight, 8 o'clock on ESPN2. And, of course, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about it. I'm looking forward to it. Good night, everyone.